BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Calling all operatives. From now to March 30th, MGM National Harbor invokes your skills to play Covert Cash, a spy-themed kiosk game series where classified missions, hidden rewards, and daily thrills await. Sign up for MGM Rewards to play and unlock up to $25,000 in hidden free play daily and entries into our grand escape car drawing on March 30th. Visit MGMNationalHarbor.com slash Covert Cash to begin your mission. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're listening to Revolver Podcasts. Good afternoon. A San Antonio district judge resigns after a federal corruption probe. State District Judge Angus McGinty is at the center of an investigation today involving the FBI and the U.S. Attorney's Office. A former San Antonio, Texas judge goes to federal prison after pleading guilty to accepting bribes in exchange for rigging cases in his court. Angus McGinty committed the ultimate judicial sin and it cost him his freedom, his livelihood, his bench, and law license. Since pleading guilty, he's refused to talk about the details of his criminal case. Until now. I did it because I was foolish. And that one little mistake that I made, that I never really intended to make, but I did, cost me everything. Everything. But this is not just the story of a single judge taking a one-time bribe. You see, during the FBI's corruption investigation back in 2014, agents recorded attorney Al Acevedo on his cell phone, boasting he was bribing several state judges. Only McGinty was charged and prosecuted. That's because the FBI's undercover operation was compromised when word of the investigation was leaked to the very judges who it was targeting. The names of other judges and bribes they allegedly took have been kept sealed in secret FBI and court files, with many of those judges still on the bench. But I've obtained those secret files, and the truth of the courthouse corruption scandal, and exactly who was involved, will finally be revealed. I'm investigative reporter Brian Collister, and this is How to Bribe a Judge, the podcast. Anyone in Sid Harl's position... Uh, would be right, whether it's the truth or not, to s- deny the allegations because they're never going to be held to account for it because the statute of limitations has long since passed and they're never going to be held uh, to account. Uh, even campaign contributions aren't kept that long in the state's record. So there's no way he can ever be held accountable if it's true. But if it's not true, he did the right thing and, and say it's not true. So it's never going to be... Um, It's never going to be known. That's former judge and convicted felon Angus McGinty talking about the man who mentored him when he took the bench, Judge Sid Harl. Here's more of my conversation with Harl, who was mentioned repeatedly in the FBI's investigation back in 2013 into bribery at the Bear County Courthouse, including a reference to an investigation that I did in 2010 into how judges, including Harl, 
we're handing out taxpayer-funded court appointments to attorneys. There, uh, Acevedo made the, the claim that he had influence in your court in several different conversations. It seemed to be a sort of a persistent thing in his statements. And then when he was debriefed by the FBI, he made that statement. He's, he's lying. He's lying to help himself. You can't point me to a case where he had any kind of special influence. He was treated like any other lawyer in the court. What did you think of Al Acevedo? What, how, what kind of an attorney was he and what was your relationship like with him? He was a horrible lawyer. He got by by basically, you know, telling the client, I need another 10000 for the judge or you're not going to get probation, which was his common bullshit uh, lie to the clients. And I kept him at very much arm's distance. I, you know, he was treated like any other lawyer, but I was fairly, fairly confident he was lying about me, just like he lied about everybody else to scam money out of his clients. So you think that he was telling them, claiming to them that he could influence their cases, and then really he was just picking their pocket? Absolutely. 100%. So just want to make sure, uh, and you know I've known you for a long time, and my job is to get both sides of the story, and that's what I'm doing, and I appreciate you calling back to to give me that. Um, uh, I wanted to read to you one or two passages uh, so you could directly respond to it from the... uh, the, the government's documents, uh, one of them talks about Acevedo and Signs talking on the phone about bribe payments to Bear County State District Judge Sidney Harrell of the 266th Criminal District Court of Bear County in the form of campaign contributions in exchange for favorable treatment regarding bond forfeitures, including delaying bond forfeitures uh, so that Signs and Acevedo would not have to pay outstanding bail amounts. Signs even suggested that they take Harl to lunch, which Acevedo rebuffed, saying, we can't, man. we got to be careful with that, because as Acevedo later stated, not when we got a case pending before him. Acevedo was hesitant to be blatant regarding his bribery activities. Despite that, he pledged $5,000 for Judge Harl's re-election campaign. And that was from the FBI and the U.S. Attorney. I don't think he gave me any $5,000. I'd be immensely surprised, because I think I limited campaign contributions to uh, 500 at the time because I didn't have an opponent. So I think that's that's bullshit. But number, you know, again, uh, delaying bond forfeitures uh, is a common practice to get the guy in custody. Uh, he never, gave, neither one of them ever gave me a dime. They didn't take me to lunch. Uh, I would have probably declined lunch just generally. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think Angus tried to take me to lunch without one time and I uh, found some excuse why I couldn't go. So. Uh, I, I do not recall that, and it's a lie about any form of bribery. I know that I know the feds don't like campaign contributions. I don't particularly like them, but that is unfortunately a necessary evil in the state system. But I limited campaign contributions when I was running. Um, there was an, a, a claim by Acevedo that he bought your mother's truck or car. And that he paid over the blue book. Brian, about, yeah. Brian, are you still there? Yes, I'm still here. Hello? Yeah, I'm still here. I can barely hear you. How about now? Is that any better? No, barely hear you. How about, how about now? Is that a little better? A little better. A little. Not much, but I can, 
I can barely make out what you're saying. Go ahead. I've got, I've got a little bit of a time constraint here, but go ahead. There was a claim by Acevedo that he purchased your uh, your mother's vehicle and paid $3,000 over the Blue Book value out of it, um, essentially as a bribe. Uh, no. he uh, That was totally bogus because that vehicle was a truck that my father purchased when he retired. He got so bad with uh, macular degenera uh, degeneration he couldn't drive anymore. I put that truck on a car lot uh, that is owned by an old client of mine from when uh, I was in private practice. I've probably bought and sold six to eight cars through M&M Motors on, on Fredericksburg Road. I put that truck over there with Arthur, and I had nothing to do with how it was sold, when it was sold, or who it was sold to, and I, I did not get a dime off of any of that, and it was... You know, unbeknownst to it, it's a public car lot. Anybody can buy anything. Now, here's what happened on that. Uh, Arthur felt sorry for that CI, whatever his name was, and would throw mechanic work at that guy. So he spun that uh, again to try to get out of his federal sentence and his uh, extradition or his uh, deportation because uh, that was entirely up to Arthur. And I, I would be immensely surprised that it was over Blue Book value because it was a brand new truck it had been driven off the showroom floor he got his macular generation and there might have been uh 100 miles on that truck it was brand new all the bells and whistles uh extended warranty uh it could have sold for anything that uh you know and we tried to take it back to the dealership but they depreciated it so that's why it was on that lot and my recollection is it wasn't Acevedo that bought that it was his son I didn't even know at the time. So it wasn't my car, didn't get any money. It was on that lot and it was sold by a third party. And it's all made up BS by that CI trying to get his ass out of a crack. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. Acevedo claims that told the FBI or was picked up on the FBI wiretap as saying that he gave the ch gave an extra check just for you. No, he gave a check to my mother, who the car, the truck's name was in, for the uh, aftermarket things that uh, were like uh, I don't know. I think they put a bed liner in it. They put satellite radio uh, and Arthur said the aftermarket stuff are also need to be included or we're going to remove them and i believe he gave another check for that but i don't i was not involved in that transaction that was a third-party transaction 
public car lot. Got you. So uh, the, the last time I'll ask you this question, this has to do with a, a quote from the from the feds that uh, they, when they were getting the wiretaps, they said that the court should also find that the conversations, the wiretaps between Acevedo and Signs, were were in furtherance and ongoing criminal activity as Signs and Acevedo explicitly linked the uh, making of financial contributions to corruptly influencing Judge Harrell's exercise of his official duties. Well, number one, they're not corrupt campaign contributions. It's not illegal for somebody to give a campaign contribution. Mine were limited. I don't remember the contributions. I don't remember how much they were. But guess what? There's probably 250 other people that made campaign contributions, if not more. So I guess that argument would go to each and every one of them. Because anything about anything happening in court because of those contributions is a lie. Yeah, and these the only qualification I'll I'll throw at you is that Acevedo was claiming in these wiretaps to signs that it the contributions were quid pro quo for specific favors on cases. Well, he never talked to me about any specific favors, and I wouldn't have talked to him ex parte anyway. The state is a party to bond forfeitures. Anything that happened on bond forfeitures was in open court. Yeah, let me ask you about your ex parte communications because that's what got McGinty in a heck of a lot of trouble. What was your policy on ex parte and and was it across the board or only in uh, in those specific issues that you just mentioned? Across or? the board, bring, uh, bring, the, uh, bring the other side in. Uh, if they tried to come back and talk to me in chambers they would, and they started going to the merits of the case, stop, bring the other side in, or let's go out on the bench. That, that was across the board. Uh, whatever lawyer it might be. Uh, the last thing that I'll... Uh, and, by the, and by the way, I, uh, this is why I think Angus was, was stupid for pleading. I think one of the allegations was that Acevedo called him on the phone to set a bond. And yes. the bond, setting a bond is not on the merits of the case. That is not an ex parte communication. A defense lawyer has the right to go in and see if he can get bond relief for a client, just like the state can go in and say this guy's a flight risk and try to get the bond raised. That is not on the merits of the case, and it is not ex parte communication. Uh, so, you know, and for, I'm going to tell you, I saw, I was dining at a restaurant and a retired FBI agent come over, came over to me and he said, you don't remember me, I was a probation officer in your court many years ago, I retired from the FBI. I was in charge of listening to the wiretaps. I heard you have conversations with Acevedo about setting bonds for clients when the magistrate was unavailable. And you know what? You handled it exactly right. You asked the right questions. You got the criminal history background. You got it absolutely right. And judge, I was very proud of you. So that is not an ex parte communication, but you just can't do it. When they ask you to do it, you have to get the proper information to set the right amount on the bond, which is apparently what I did, according to the guy listening to the wiretap. Well, and I appreciate that, uh, you relaying that um, that story to me. Um, my, I'm obviously not a lawyer, but my only question would be, when setting a bond, shouldn't the, the state have input on that? Uh, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Uh, it depends on if they, they don't want to be consulted on every bond, but guess what? When they go in front of a night magistrate, the state's not there. The magistrate sets the bond, and that's still the course today. When the magistrate is unavailable, any district judge can set the bond. 
And by the way, if, if the state feels like the bond is too low, they can file a motion the next day in court and ask that the bond be raised and have a full hearing. But they are not present in the magistrate court on a daily basis when the bonds are set. So the, the last thing I'll run by you, and I appreciate answering these questions, is uh, se- semi-related, but um, it involves a story that, that I did and talked to you about back in 2010 having to do with court appointments. Um, in the FBI files, um, they talked about having opened up an investigation into what they called a kickback scheme, that was the government's term, um, uh, of a corrupt system where lawyers were providing bribes to judges and kickbacks for court appointments. And, of course, when we looked, and that was Hilda Valadez saying that, and when we did our initial reporting in 2010, we found that half of her cases were in your court. Did you ever take kickbacks on court appointments from Hilda Valadez? Hilda Valadez never gave me a dime, and the reason why she had so many court appointments is because she was taking appointments from other lawyers. At that point in time, we did not have the wheel system in effect, and she could go around to the civil lawyers who would get court appointments and volunteer to take the cases, and they would just give her the money so they didn't have to give up their civil practice to go over there. That was the old San Antonio plan, which was set up uh, to take money from the civil lawyers and augment the criminal lawyers on capital murder cases. She simply went to those lawyers and asked them for their court appointments, and she would appear. And frankly, when she appeared in my court, I didn't know who she was appearing for because she would put her name on that court appointment, and you could go back and figure out where it came from. But when you saw her on the docket, you had no idea which lawyer she was appearing for or if she was doing it for one of the five lawyers in her office or if she was doing it for herself. No no way to say. But not a dime from Hilda Valadez to me. She told the FBI that she gave you a gift card, uh, $200, I think it was $250 value gift card so obviously gift cards are not traceable they're not cash i don't recall gift card from Hilda, and uh, i probably i wouldn't have taken it but i don't even recall her attempting to do that so So, uh, i'm assuming since these files were sealed you weren't aware that your name is all over these files with these allegations i've laid all of them out for you there's nothing i'm holding back uh how do you feel about them throwing your name around like that well, I've been, I was the longest sitting judge in the courthouse and uh, probably had the most influence at the time, so I'm assuming uh, Al was trying to bandy about his uh, supposed influence with me to purported clients or, or clients that were coming down the pike so he could hire, he can get hired. I mean, it's, it's, you know, they, they lie. They, uh, they lie about their influence with the judge. I'm on good terms with that judge. Uh, you know, I know that judge. It's all a game that they play to hook their clients. That's that's the way it is. And unfortunately, it's not Al's not the first one to do it. He might have been the worst at doing it, but he's not the first one and only one that does that. Was there any corruption at the courthouse? Because the FBI made it sound like, uh, I believe Xavier Rodriguez, federal judge Rodriguez, made the statement that it was uh, like lawyers at the trough. Uh, I have no doubt there there are basically bottom-dweller defense, criminal defense lawyers who spout their corrupt, they have corrupt influence with judges, untrue, by the way, but they do it to get their clients. It's bottom feeders deluxe. 
they can't they can't try a case in court, so they have to suck the clients in another way. You don't see Mark Stevens being, uh, you know, bandied about his influence with the judges. He's hired because of he's a great lawyer. These other guys, they need to push the envelope about their influence with the judge so they can get hired, even though it's an absolute lie. So the the, the what the one of the things these records uh, reveal for the first time, or at least that I that the public is aware of for the first time, was that the feds had gone to. Uh, to the judge and federal judge and said that they wanted permission to essentially do a sting that they had approached Acevedo and he agreed to cooperate he was going to wear wire and that in order to root out the corruption among the other judges essentially to go beyond these wiretaps to go beyond the conversations where judges are mentioned they were going to uh, put a wiretap on Acevedo and have him go to judges like yourself uh, and with fictitious cases and to have them uh, I wish they would have done that because then you could have seen what an absolute lie it is I wish they would have done it well, they would have just shown what a liar is well I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me is there anything I haven't asked you that you want to point out about this whole case no I mean I just wish Angus would have tried it because uh, I think you know again it uh, it made the whole system look bad because he took a plea I wish he would have tried it because the whole thing was a bunch of crap. And it's all basically Acevedo and this CI who was looking at federal time and looking at deportation, doing anything they possibly could to try to stay out of jail and Acevedo to try to hook his clients. And, you know, unfortunately, Al was a gregarious guy, a nice guy, but everybody knew he wasn't a great lawyer and he did it by seeking influence and telling clients he had influence when he didn't. So you look at the two people that are the origin of all of this, and you'll see uh, that it just doesn't pass the smell test. But I really do wish they would have wired him up and let him come visit me, because that would have shown exactly what a liar they all are. To sum up Sid Harl's response. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free to all of the references in the file about him he didn't accept any bribes he didn't do anything wrong your thoughts okay so well uh, a two-part answer the first part is i think he clarified the stupid remark i was stupid for not going to trial so i'm not generally stupid provided you don't talk to my ex-wife um with that said my second part of the answer is that 
okay, then Acevedo's lying. Okay, if Acevedo's lying, he's lying about me too. He has to be either a liar or he's a truth teller. So I would say, okay, he's lying. Well, then he lied about me too. But he didn't really lie about me. He, he was truthful, but my defense is, is that, and I've told you this, I didn't mean to do anything illegal. So it comes down to then, okay, then he, let's believe him when it, when it comes to Sid Harl and let Sid defend himself the way I had to, I'm having to do. Either he meant to do something or didn't mean to do something. Yes, I took a, a contribution, a $5,000 contribution, or I didn't. Yes, I lowered a bond when I shouldn't have, or I delayed a bond forfeiture. He can answer those questions. Um, I just put it back to either Acevedo's a liar or he's not. What do you take away from when, from Sid Harrell when, when you hear him talk about it? What, what's your impression of his response? I try not to get... I try not to get too emotional about it because, I mean, those were really, really tough times that Alan Brown and Jay Norton used my friendship with them and worked on me to make sure that I was terrified to go to trial and that no one was going to come to my defense. Not even Sid Harl. Not even Sid Harl. When you hear Sid talk about the allegations against him, how does it make you feel that he can he can and is saying, hey man, all that stuff's bullshit? <laughs> I think of a song by the Eagles. Um, you're wondering where the hell am I going with this? There's a song called Wasted Time. Um, it's about a relationship and, uh, that a man has with a woman. And at the end of the relationship, the question is, so was it all just wasted time? Because the relationship ended. And so in 2014, when Alan and Jay were berating me and scaring me, and I didn't have people like Sid Harl come to my, he never called me to tell me how he felt. Had I known then, that would have made the world of a difference to me. And so I mentioned that Eagle song because now the question is, well, I didn't have him back then. And I, and Alan and Jay scared me enough that I pled to the, to the allegation. So does that mean the time between now, between then and now has been wasted time? that what I should have done is gone to trial with Sid Harl and other witnesses in my corner and aggressive attorneys who would have convinced the jury that I was stupid but I wasn't illegal and I would have been exonerated. Well, that didn't happen. And instead, I pled and I ended up losing everything and I ended up going to prison and I ended up being on probation and I ended up changing my life. So I'm not, I don't have regret, Brian. I don't regret that 
witnesses like Sid didn't come to my defense then. I don't, because I'm not going to live looking backwards. I'm going to accept the mistake that I made, whether it was with Al Acevedo or the mistake of going having a plea instead of a trial. And I'm going to tell you how fascinating my life has been since then. The people I've met, the experiences I've had, the growing I've done as a person, as a father, as a son, um, as a uh, as a husband to my uh, to my ex-wife, who's been in my corner the whole time. Um, I am so proud of the person that I am now. I'm proud of how my kids handled it. I'm proud how my ex-wife handled it. And I don't have any regrets, Brian. I don't have any. I'm not where I was then, but damn, what a journey. Coming up in our next episode, what does the future hold for former Judge Angus McGinty? And I'll tell you where you can go to read all of the secret FBI and court files for yourself. That's next time on How to Bribe a Judge, the podcast. I'm investigative reporter Brian Collister. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 